Hallelujah. So how many of you have been taking territory? Huh? Oh. Who's that? Is that Kathy? Oh, that's Kathy. She's pastors up in Dee's Lake. It's way up north in the boondocks. <laughs> she was at the conference in Prince George. We were just there. Um, I want to... Uh, I want to just tie um, taking territory. Um, Pastor David has been really good at getting to the stories and drawing out principles. Uh, but I want, to, I want to speak a little different than that, not in the sense that it's, he's wrong, but in the sense of what I think we should know. In uh, John chapter 1 and verse 12... It says, but as many as received him, to them he gave the authority to be sons. So, what authority did he give you? Uh, my children have a right to be my children because they are biologically born from me and my wife. I have to include her. Um, and we have, we have the rights, the privileges, and the authority to be children of God. We are His Amen? And everything, as long as my children were not married, everything that was mine was theirs, and everything that was theirs was mine. When they got married, that changed a little bit. And as a child of God, everything that is His is yours, and everything that is yours is His. Uh, I think we need to understand that as the basis upon which we have the right to take a, a territory. Territory is kind of like an inheritance. Uh, who gave Noah, or who gave Adam and Eve the right to be in their territory? Who put them there? Who gave them a covenant to live there? Who gave Noah the right to take his authority? God. It's very difficult to find anything in the Bible that people possessed without God being involved. Who created everything? What did he create? Bingo. Yeah, you, you passed. Got a great A. Inheritance in the kingdom is not man's idea. It's God's idea. So, 
whatever territory or inheritance you're looking to take, just remember, it's his idea. It's his idea. There is everything God has given is given in covenant. I think, I think we need to understand this because, well, I don't know if God wants... God is committed to what he said. Amen? He took an oath to fulfill what he said, to carry it out. And so, some of the things I think that cause us to doubt is because we don't have a foundation of, you know what, God is in this thing. And we try and imagine, well, I don't understand. Well, that's true, you may not understand, but God is involved in everything. He created everything. The cattle in a thousand hills are His. If you need beef, go butcher one. Uh, Justin gave me some instructions, so I can't, I can't go off the platform, right? I'd be down there wandering among you. It was God who gave Adam and Eve their territory or their inheritance and the words that went with the inheritance and his commitment behind it. It was God who gave Noah his territory and his inheritance. How did he do it? He spoke some words and then he allowed Noah to see something. He allowed him to see the ark. He allowed him to see what he had to build. He allowed him to see rain that didn't exist before. So there are some things that God comes and speaks to us to inherit that we never ever saw before. There are some things that he has put in our heart that he actually wants us to speak it out and, get, and move into it. Who gave Abraham his territory? God. And when you think of the Abrahamic covenant, not only did God give Abraham a covenant and a territory or an inheritance, but he also gave his inheritance to generations to come. If you're in Christ, you're Abraham's seed. Are you in Christ? Then you're Abraham's seed. Read his covenant. God structured things in the Bible that's very unique. For instance... Every firstborn received a birthright. And the Bible says that Jesus was the firstborn. He was the firstborn of Mary. He was the first to be conceived by the Holy Spirit. And he was the first to rise from the dead. So in the natural, he was spiritually the firstborn. And in the spiritual, he is spiritually the first resurrected from the dead. He's the firstborn 
of the natural, and he's the firstborn of the spiritual. Are you with me? You see, we live in a natural world, and God expects his kingdom to come here. Well, he sent the king. And the king brought a demonstration, and he taught, and he gave us a covenant. And told us what to believe for and what to expect. Because he was the firstborn and he was giving out the inheritance. When my father passed away, I wasn't the oldest of the family, but I was one that was actually chosen to be an executor of his estate. And when he passed away, we took his will, his last will and testament, or his covenant, and we had to follow it to the T. If we wanted to change it, you have to go to the law, to the court law to change anything in it. Isn't that right, brother? He's a lawyer over there, so. You see, if you want to change this, you got to go before the justice of heaven. And I'll guarantee you, he ain't going to change it. You're wasting your time. It's better to agree with it. Amen? And so, inheritance is very important. Every parent, I believe, has in their heart to leave something for their children. But Jesus is the firstborn. He has the rights and the entitlement of the firstborn. In other words, he has the authority and the entitlement to give out what the Father has designated for you to inherit. It's called a birthright of the believer. You have a birthright. So do you believe you have a right to receive your inheritance or your territory? David has talked a lot about how to take it. I'm just trying to remove your doubt. When you were born in Christ you were born into an inheritance. And I was sitting there a couple, three Sundays ago, and I, and I, I seen the multitudes in the Valley of Decision, wounded, hurt, crying, and desperate. And I began to weep. And I came up and shared with Brother David, and he says, well, just hang on. And we both felt it wasn't for that day. But let me share something with you. God has a people out in that world that are going to inherit the kingdom. That's part of our inheritance. Ask for the nations of the world. 
You see, we must see the harvest as our inheritance. It's not just somebody getting saved. They're coming into an inheritance. You have been born into the birthright that God has provided you as a child of God. Every one of you has a covenant right to receive it. Every one of you have a covenant right to receive it. I put the word covenant in there because of this. Uh, you have, every one of you have God's commitment that you would receive it. I just changed the word covenant. God has prepared what you are to inherit. Genesis one twenty nine. Genesis one thirty. And every beast and earth and every bird and sky and every living thing that moves on the earth which is, has life, I have given every green plant for food I have given. Amen? In, he just didn't create it. He gave it. You have a right to grow a garden. I have a right to love beef. God placed man in his territory that he intended for him. See, sometimes we think God is just kind of divorced from everything. He's just spiritual, and we just relate to Him. With, no, no. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. We have a right to be free. If you are born into the kingdom, you are born into freedom. Uh, gee, you know what? I think I'm going to take some time to demonstrate something here. It's going to take away from my sermon, but I need to demonstrate this. I need somebody to stand over here. Quickly. Good. You're the powers of darkness. <laughs> I need somebody to stand over here. And it's Jesus and the kingdom of his dear son. Now, I need, I need, I need a disciple. Quickly. Come on. You're over here. I need somebody who get, needs to get saved. Good. You go over there. Every Sunday, yeah. Now, I want you the evangelist. No, you're the disciple. I didn't call you an evangelist. I call you a disciple. You're the Messiah. Send him to save her. You haven't said anything to her. Man, that's an easy way. Just grab him by the hand and drag him in. <laughs> what are you doing, devil? Well, you've got to resist. You're not going to let her go. Okay. What name are you supposed to use? Do what? 
There. Bingo. All right. All right. Oh, I didn't see that coming. Uh, so what happened? This, this is Bible. I'm going to give you the verse. When you got saved, He translated you from, the Bible says, the powers of darkness and put you into the kingdom of His dear Son. You don't live there no more. You don't live there no more. Now I need a tempter. I said this in Costa Rica, and they said, send a woman. <laughs> I need somebody that's a good tempter. Come on, let's play the deal here. Okay, you're on this side, and now you're going to try and tempt her back into here. I say, I say, I say pay attention, boy. <laughs> no, no. Get out of here. You have to try to tempt her to come back here. And so where is where is where are you? In the kingdom of his mother. What does that mean? No. It it means the kingdom means you're under the rule of the King Jesus Almighty Amen. of all the earth. Right? Yes. I'm not just saved. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's always temptation, right? And so, you to tempt her. Now, you try and tempt her. And what you want to do is, what you want to do is tell her how dissatisfied with, with being here and how boring it is and what a good time she had over there. Well, you got to go over there. Well, easy now. You can't enter the kingdom because you're darkness. Where does the kingdom start? <laughs> there is no end. Okay. Toe in the boundary. His kingdom rules over all, and that's you too. So, anyway, you're going to try and tempt her. So, grab her by the hand and jerk her around and try and get her to come. You're not mindful of the things of God. I won't. Okay. Thank you. Give them a great hand. You see, you, don't lo you no longer live here. Whoops. You no longer live over there. Huh? Huh? Oh, gee, some of you are sharp. You don't live there any longer, but you do live here. Tell me something. The Bible says this. He set his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over everything. The kingdom is not a time and a space when something's going to happen on earth. The kingdom of God is in you because you're in the kingdom. The king is in you and where the king is is where the kingdom is, right? Does the kingdom of God rule over all? That means no temptation can actually take you. If you're yielded to the king. The devil can't come into the kingdom of God, which he was cast out of heaven. And some people think that he can go from there. Oh, just come in here and just mess around. If you believe that, 
that'll happen to you. Because according to your faith, be it unto you, the Bible says. That's what Jesus said. What you believe becomes very important as to the territory you're going to take. Because how I view it, I'm in the kingdom of God. That means I'm under royal, sovereign authority that rules everything. So when I get tempted, you know what I say? I'm free from that. I don't live there no more. Does temptation real? Yeah, it is. But I never have to succumb to it. I never have to, I never have to yield to it. You cannot take who you were and make part of who you are. Well, that's confusing. For some, it's confusing. The new creation in Christ Jesus no longer lives there. The new creation in Christ Jesus lives here. Right? And who I used to be is over there. And what I've experienced is this. Who I used to be when I yield to the flesh is the like kindness that comes forth. In other words, don't cross me. Because where I used to come from, it was whop. Oh, I'm sorry. Now, that's who I used to be. Now, every once in a while, when I lose my cool, I'm just like that. But you know what? I just declare I'm free from that. That's not really me. That's not the new creation in Christ Jesus. That's the old man. And I don't think it's very hard to distinguish between the two of them. I don't know why I went down there. It wasn't in my notes. But anyway, you see, you are, you are under awesome, solemn authority over all the powers and temptations of darkness. We are, we are called the sons of God. not the sons of a wimp. We are called out of darkness and into the kingdom of His dear Son. Now, does Jesus have more power than the powers of darkness? Yeah, He destroyed them. He was tempted by them, and He overcame them. And guess what? He lives in you. The one who overcame the temptations in the wilderness lives in you. The one who took the keys away from Satan lives in you. The one who has the keys of hell and death lives in you. That is your inheritance. You have come into an inheritance of authority. I don't give much thought to the devil at all. In fact, I hardly ever think of him. Because he don't want to bother with me. Because every time he tries, I'm free from that. He probably gets sick and tired of listening to that. Well, I hope he gets really sick. Actually, he is sick. Anytime I travel in a foreign country and I ran into demonology, they're gone. Because I don't believe they can monkey around in the kingdom. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 
I, I, think we need to, I think we need to grow up to be sons of God. To recognize that we have an inheritance of authority to them as, as many as received them. He gave them the authority to be. Take your position and be. Amen? If not, you are just tossed to and fro like a ship on water. Well, I don't know if I believe that. I, I, I kind of, I've been studying how Jesus healed the sick. And I'm amazed he never prayed for them. I think we're out to lunch in some things in the kingdom or in church. They would come and say, well, you know, my son there and the demons are throwing him around and he's at home. But you don't have to come because I'm a man under authority. And I understand if you could just send a word, it would be done. He says, I haven't seen such great faith, he says. How did that all happen? I'll go, uh, I'll go home, it's done. Uh, how did Jesus know to say that? I'll show you how. How he functioned with the Holy Spirit is exactly what he taught the disciples. He was endued with power from on high. And he was driven or taken along by the Spirit into the wilderness. Are you driven by the Holy Spirit? Does he take you along to where he's going? Or are you trying to take him along where you're going? Well, that's what the word means. Being led means the Holy Spirit took him along into the wilderness. Mark says he drove him into the wilderness. So Jesus experienced how to be led by the Spirit. And when he taught the disciples, he taught them five things. One of them that you would receive from the Father and, you would, and he would show it to you. So here's something that you might want to think about. The Father says to the Holy Spirit... Peter, do you believe in all inspiration of Scripture? If you don't, you're in trouble. We believe in the plenary verbal inspiration of Scripture, meaning all of what is said is inspired from God. Okay, so how did that happen? The Father, through the Holy Spirit, says to Peter, Hey, Peter, write them a letter and tell them, by his stripes you were, they were healed, you were healed. Where did that come from? It came from the Father. The Father said, Peter, through the Holy Spirit, inspired word, tell them by his stripes you were healed. Did he lie? Jesus says, I don't say anything except what I hear my Father say. And he said this, whom the Lord has set free is free indeed. Where did that come from? The Father, through the Holy Spirit, to the Son, said, say this. So when you read this word, it's the Father's words out of eternal heaven, which means what comes out of eternity is not going to change, decay, or have no power. See, that's supposed to remove our doubt as to whether or not this is true or not. He says, Jesus says to the Father, this is not even my sermon. Why am I preaching this? 
Jesus says to the Father, I have given them your word. So when you read the Gospels, the Father spoke to the Holy Spirit and said to Jesus, do this, tell them that, demonstrate this. That becomes your inheritance, by the way, because he's the Father, and Jesus is the firstborn, and the firstborn, the Father spoke to the firstborn, your inheritance, your covenant inheritance, your covenant territory that you are to take and possess and give it away. You know, a lot of Christians live like wimps. Oh, I don't know. Oh, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That's not how it's intended to be said. It's in the imperative mood. God is yelling out, say it like this. Kingdom come, will be done. That's authority. Uh, I won't say it. Let me give you a verse that will release your inheritance. It'll release a life and an authority and power by which you can move forward and take what's yours. Take what's rightfully yours. For instance, do you have peace? It's yours. My peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world give. It's my peace. It's a peace that comes out of heaven that has no torment, no, nothing negative in it. Is it yours? Are you living in that peace? It's yours. Well, no, no, it's yours. You can read that verse and say, Jesus, you gave me this and I receive it. I need your peace. But here's what Jesus did nothing before. I shouldn't say that. He did some things. But he did nothing dramatic or powerful until he was baptized with the Holy Spirit. Are you baptized with the Holy Spirit? Well, it's not for today. Really? Who said? Oh, some theologian said that. That's not what my Bible says. You will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And you will be, not think you'll be or might be. He says you will be. My witnesses. And that's not just, you know, well, let me tell you a little testimony. It can be that, but it's more than that. It's everything that they witnessed of what he said and what he did and the authority he walked in, they would be witnesses of it. In other words, they were going to bring it into reality through their life into the community. That was their inheritance. Why are you guys so quiet? Am I yelling too loud? Do you want me to yell louder? Hmm. 
Let me share with you some of the things he said. And those of you who are watching off the, off the web, the Lord bless you. Most assuredly, in other words, he's saying, absolutely, without any doubt, this is your reality. I'm saying it to you. He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to the Father. Are you a believer? That's your inheritance. That's your territory. Take it. Amen? Take it. It's yours. I, he didn't say, well, the apostles or the pastors or the five ascension gift ministries will flow. No, no if you're a believer. It's yours. You see, we're not called to be ruled by the powers of darkness. We're called in the rulership and to rule in kingdom authority. And you know what? The kingdom of God is in you. Do you know why? Because the king is in you. And where the king is is where the authority is, and where the kingdom is, and where the kingdom is is where the king is and where the authority is. He is in you. You, you, you possess all authority. He's in you. Waiting to manifest in your life and through your life. See, I, I am not convinced. I am not convinced. And never will be. That Satan has any power over me at all. None. Listen to me. What happens to demons when Jesus, when they met Jesus? Are you here to torment us? Well, who's tormenting who? If Christ is in you, when you meet a demon, he's going to be tormented. Otherwise, the Jesus in you is not the full ruler. You see, what he demonstrated on, in the scriptures on earth, he died for and paid for its reality. And then he says, now I'm in you. And everything that I did and said and commissioned people to do, I, I'm the one who did it. I'm in you. And I'm the guy who cast the legion out of that man, and I'm in you. What? Uh, okay, let me, I don't want to use that word. I was going to say, what the heck? Oh, I said it. He's doomed. He is doomed. And every sickness that he brought into this earth through sin has been destroyed 
because by his stripes that sickness is gone. It is destroyed. Its power, its life is done. You've got to believe this with conviction and not just, well. Because what you, leave in, what you believe in connection and conviction will be your reality, and what, what will be your reality is will be your life. The Holy Ghost came upon Jesus and drove him. The Holy Ghost came upon Jesus and took him with him into the wilderness. That's the word lead. You know, when you're going to lead somebody, you're going to take him somewhere, right? Uh, come on, Jesus, we're going into the wilderness, and you're going to have to fast for 40 days. And here's what happens. And he goes into the wilderness, and guess what happens? Satan tempts him when he's at his lowest ebb, humanly speaking. And Jesus only does three things. He quotes the Scripture three times, and that's all he does. And then when he died, he went down into hell, and he met Satan. And he says, I'll take the keys now. He took the keys of death and hell. Satan probably said to him, as Ern Baxter would say, yeah, they told me uh, 6,000 years ago I was going to meet you. God told me I was going to meet you. You can bet that was a reality. To Satan, all of a sudden, Jesus is standing right in front of him and saying, the keys. He who holds the keys of death and hell lives in you. He possesses all authority over all the kingdom of darkness lives in you. It's not you that's important. It's who's in you. And if you believe in who's in you, you have faith to do anything who's in you can do. That was kind of confusing. So here's a secret. He says, I don't want you to do anything until you're endued with power. Because he taught on the Holy Spirit how it would relate to them, but he says, you know what? You have to wait until you get endued. And they did. Those who believe in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you're going to live in the kingdom and you ask something about the kingdom or ask something related to your inheritance, what did Jesus say? I give it to you. I give it to you. But here's to me what activates, this is what activates. You see, Jesus was the Son of God, but the activation of the kingdom 
came when the Holy Spirit came upon him. He was activated at that point. I think they, they think he was 32 years old. He was activated. And what did he do? The first thing he did is go destroy the temptation that got Adam and Eve in trouble. And then he came out, and the angels ministered to him, and he began to preach the kingdom, heal the sick, cast out devils, and raise the dead. And the one who did all that is in you. Like, my, what, what more do we need? Like, what more do we need? And I think any theology outside of that truth is wrong, because that's absolute Scripture. He said these words, and this, this is, I'm just speaking from the Word, but this I have experienced. On that day, he cried with a loud voice, If any man thirst, let him come and drink of the waters of life, and out of his inner being will flow rivers of living water. Thus spake he of the Spirit. And what he was doing was he was calling people to receive the baptism or the drink, the river, because out of your inner being would flow rivers, not one river, rivers of living water, which I believe are this. I believe the rivers are the, 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 um, the gifts of the Spirit, all of them. I believe it's the fruit of the Spirit, all of them. I believe it's the power of the Holy Spirit, because that is who is in you. And upon you. And when Jesus received the baptism or the Holy Spirit came upon him, he was activated. And when the day of Pentecost came and they received the Holy Spirit and they drank, they were activated. And they healed all the sick and they cast out devils and they raised the dead. And the church grew. And here's another, in Acts 5, it says this. Nobody there joined them that, didn't, that God didn't call them, but they respected the house of God. That doesn't make us a third wheel. God is so interest in, interested in you and I receiving our inheritance and taking our territory. The territory that I'm trying to take right now, I'm trying to take this territory. Father, Jesus said that what he did I could do, and here's what I want to do. This is my focus right now. When sick come to me, I don't want to pray for them. I want to hear what they want to say, and then I want to hear you speak. And I want to say, it's done. He said we could do it. If you never expect it, it'll never happen. That's the territory I'm going for. Another one is like this. I don't do anything except I hear my father say. I do see my father do, and I don't say anything except what I hear my father say. I'm going for that. 
You know why? Because a lot of my prayers don't achieve nothing. There's just a theological concept coming out of my mouth. Do I believe in prayer? Yes, I do. I believe in prayer. But there are some things where we need to proclaim, we need to actually open the prison door. It doesn't say pray that the broken heart will be healed. It says heal them. It doesn't say pray for the prison door. It says open it. It doesn't say uh, pray for liberty. It says proclaim it. That's what Jesus did. I believe the Lord has a greater passion for you and I to receive our inheritance in our territory than we do. I believe the Holy Spirit is waiting for you to just say, I'm going for it. I'm going for it. And now when I read the Gospels, I don't read the Gospels as a story anymore. I read them as my instructions and my revelation and what Jesus is, what the Father said that I'm supposed to hear. So here's one of the first things I started with. Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom. So, happy is the person who absolutely can't help himself. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of opposite. For theirs is the kingdom. The reality of the kingdom is what creates the happiness. But when I'm totally dependent upon God and I realize that I cannot have my, have my own righteousness and my own self paint my own self-portrait, but he can, then to me, it's like, wow, if I, the word poverty doesn't mean somebody who doesn't earn enough wages to live. The word poverty means someone who cannot do anything for himself, period. When we get, that, that's the verse I'm starting with. When I get there, it's like, you know what? God's total royal king and rule is released. That becomes my reality. But when I become self-sufficient, then the kingdom really isn't. You see? So that's the first one I started with. Bring me, I, Lord, I, 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 that's what I want. I, I want this. You know, and what you want and what you pursue is what you'll get. But if, you're, if your theology mixes that, with that, you get nothing. Do you know why? Because you don't know if you're saved, you don't know if you're sanctified, you don't know, you don't have peace, you don't have anything. In the kingdom of God, there is no harassment. You're seated with Him, and it, the Bible says, He made you sit with Him. It doesn't say you choose it. He made you sit. You're sitting up there in Him. You're up there. You see, you have to, that's my reality. 
I am in the place of peace. I am in the place of victory. I am in the place where there is no sickness. I am in the place of all power and authority over everything. He made me sit there. He says, come sit with me. Rule from where I am. Well, so much for the notes. As many as received them. Did you receive Jesus? You have the authority to be his son. Now, I'm not talking son as some genetic thing. I'm talking a son as a position, as a relationship. Oh. Let me show you a picture, okay? Is that okay? You got time? Let me give you a blurry picture. <laughs> Here's a picture. When Jesus was baptized and the Father said these words, this is my beloved Son. He didn't say, this is my beloved child, my beloved infant. This is my beloved son. And the Greek word means the one who is now going to carry out the authority of heaven on earth. That's sonship. As many as received him, to them gave he authority to be, to carry out the things of the kingdom in heaven on earth. That's you. It's me. And, and I remember days, and I want to share this because some of you might relate with this. And I, I need to share this. I remember days in my younger years of the faith I was at the altar every Sunday night because all I heard was sin. But never, nobody ever told me I was free from it. All I heard was failure. All I heard was, and I was down there, and one of the elders said to me, what are you looking for? And I, I said, I don't know. I didn't. And I thought to myself, well, if you don't know and I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing here. You know, all that went away when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I never had that problem no more. I had a drive to serve God that has grown and grown and grown and I have a passion for what the word says to come to pass and it just keeps growing and growing and growing and there is no end to it and I say that to say this wherever you are God has not discounted you you may be struggling with things just like I did but I believe there's a different message going out today than there was back then. I heard two preachers say, well, how many people did you have at the altar this Sunday? And I thought to myself, what is this, some type of competition? When I got filled with the Holy Spirit, my whole world changed. Before I was saved, yeah, but I didn't want to go to Sunday school. My wife could take the kids. You, you go ahead and go. I'm going to have coffee with mom and dad. 
you know, it was just kind of, oh, well, you know, yeah, church, yeah, okay, I'll go to church. But once I get filled with the Holy Spirit, my wife tried to hold me back. And I said to her, God talked to me. What do you mean God talked to you? I've been a Christian for all these years, and you hardly ever, you're hardly even born again, and God's talking to you? I mean, that, that, that's true. I never heard God talk to me before. But the bapt, you see, if you drink of the Spirit, the rivers will flow, and the voice of God you will hear. Because the Bible says, Jesus says, He will receive it of the Father and give it to you. He'll tell it to you. He'll show it to you. That's how important the Holy Spirit is in our lives. And for some reason, it's all been diminished. He's just the third person of the Godhead, you know, well. No, no, he's very vital. He's been vital all along. And I want to encourage you, no matter where you are today, don't ever measure yourself by yourself, and don't ever measure yourself by someone else. I rebuked somebody kindly the other day for trying to be like me. The vision's way too low. I says, you got to be like Jesus. Don't look at me, look at him. He's got more for you than I'll ever have. He'll give you more understanding that's clearer than my in part that I know. And I want to encourage you, no matter where you are, don't think that it's not possible for you to walk in sonship and get your inheritance. You open your heart to the Lord. Open it to Him. And receive from Him. And read the Word. And here's what you do. Don't read the Word as a story. Read the Word as your instructions. When you read the Gospels, they're your instructions. And, and I, I count myself into this area. The works that I do, you will do. So I said, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm in, I'm in uh, Costa Rica, going there Monday, but I was there, and I, and I thought to myself, well, Jesus, Jesus said the Spirit of the Lord God was upon him for the purpose of anointing him. So I, I just lift my hands and says, Father, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because for the purpose of anointing me to proclaim liberty, to open prison doors, to heal broken hearts, to give oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for heaviness. I just did that, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit says, tell that woman her prison door is open. Wham! The Holy Spirit just goes right there. You see what I'm saying? Open yourself up. If, if we're going to do what He did, we need to have what He had. Amen? He had the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon Him. The disciples did too. And God, if there's, if there's a passion that I have, and that's for the Holy Spirit. I know we call it anointing, but He's actually a person who communicates. And, and open yourself up and begin to quote those verses, because Jesus quoted that verse in the synagogue. He got up and He read this verse. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. This is fulfilled now in your ears. <laughs> wow. Just do that and see what happens. Amen? Are you still with me or are you asleep? Well, let me wake you up.
Hallelujah. God has so much for His people. He has so much for you. He's just waiting for you to open up and receive it. Amen? God is so good. Don't ever think that what you move in today is less than somebody else. Right? Are we, uh, I'll tell you. I went to Africa with a guy, and I moved out in the prophetic. He just laughed at me. I was laughed at and joked at, all kinds of things, because who's he? You know, he's not very old in the Lord. I ignored them. Didn't make me feel good. But neither did it stop me. Don't let anybody's attitude, word, influence you from moving forward. Don't let your poor self-image be your limit. See yourself. Here's, here's, what, here's how God sees you. As, as many as received me, to them I have given the authority to be my sons. Hallelujah. Father, your word is so rich, so powerful, so true. And I thank you, Lord, that what you said is truth and not a lie. And it came out from the Father's lips out of eternity, and that means it will never lose its power, it, it'll never diminish, nor it, will it ever give up its results. And so, Lord, we come to you today, and we ask for your inspiration and your guidance into our future of that which you want to give your children. Thank you for the inheritance that has been released from heaven, the inheritance of salvation, the inheritance of peace, the inheritance of freedom from sin, the inheritance of freedom from guilt, the authority over the powers of darkness. Father, we just thank you for that now. In the name of Jesus, I thank you I want to say one more thing. The authority that he gave his disciples, and if you want to read it, you can read it, is the same authority he has given you. Amen.